We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Welcome to the Moo Lily Podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Moo Lily Podcast. We have recently brunched. We have brunched today. <laughs> we did. It's brunch. a good day. It's a good day. I'm Christiana. And I'm Christina. And we have brunched and we're here with my plaid pillows. Yes. <laughs> we are a day before Thanksgiving at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. It's beautiful. 25 degrees outside. It is. It's chilly, but the sky is blue. Mm-hmm. It's great to be together. It is. So this morning we're going to be wrapping up our series on tending the garden of your heart. Mm-hmm. What a doozy it's been! It has been. It's been. It's been quite a season. Mm-hmm. I realized that um, all of the recordings we did were before my yes escapades in <laughs> <laughs> Children's Mercy Hospital. Yeah. So. Maybe I can give you a quick update on yes, Hartman please. for those of you that are interested. So my uh, fourth born, Hartman Baldwin, had uh, pretty major surgery, heart surgery mm-hmm. in, it was the end of August, the 21st of August. And so he was in hospital for about 10 days, which was pretty standard recovery time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we brought him home, he was still pretty fragile. I think I felt like he wasn't ready to come home, but from a heart standpoint, he was good. Yeah. So they sent us home. And we were home for about 10 days before we went back in. Um, He was getting fluids building up on his lungs. And so they took us back in and they changed his meds and they monitored him. Um, They put him on like IV diuretics to like, you know, get all that fluid out of his system. Um, And then we, you know, we hung out, monitored him for a few days and then we came home. And then a week later we went (laughs) back in and they found like not just some fluids but like a significant buildup of fluid on his right lung like a dangerously high amount and they did a ct (coughs) because there was some narrowing of his um one of the the left side of his pulmonary artery and they found a blood clot in the new fontan so the Uh fontan is essentially an artificial artery that they've put in to bypass the right side of his heart which doesn't function so it's a big, wide, open mm-hmm. artery with blood shooting through it all the time. There's really no reason for a blood yep. clot to form there. We have had blood clots before. Well, blood clots, one. <laughs> in his One was um, enough. Yes, in the right side of his heart. And it's sort of logical. The, the blood kind of just flows in and out and it, there's not a lot of movement and it's it makes sense for a, a blood clot to form there, but it just makes no sense yeah. for a blood clot to form in this new Fontan. So that was a big concern. And we were in hospital for, oh, I can't even remember It was now. a while. Two or three weeks. I mean, it was like every time I turned around, you guys were back. Yeah. You know, is how it felt. I know that it felt that way for you too. So yeah. he is on um, a new medication to resolve the blood clot, which is um, given by injection mm. twice a day. So we started that in hospital and it was administered by the nursing staff and then bringing him home, I have to do that, which is just really not fun with a little three-year-old. And then they had to put in a uh, chest 
tube to drain the fluid off his lungs because it was it was too much just for yeah. meds. So I hope nobody ever has to endure that <laughs> or witness that oh, that child because it was really really awful. And so oh. many procedures that are done that Hartman has had done have been like in the OR where they take them away and then they bring them back and they're all calm and sleeping. But this one was just done in oh. the ICU and all the cleanup and all everything was like right in front of me. And I don't think that they did the wrong thing. I don't want to criticize them, but it was just it was just really hard as a parent to watch. Yeah. And then they leave the tube in for a few days yeah. and it's just very, very painful, the position of it. And, you know, it's in that chest cavity, it's just kind of, bone on bone you know there's there's nothing there to sort of ease the discomfort of that big thick plastic tube Mm. so it was pretty unpleasant and um and then just the extended stay waiting for him to recover waiting for the medicine to become um therapeutic in his system and then they check everything and they he has multiple medications now and Hartman is really bad at taking mm-hmm. meds. That's so a there's a real struggle for him to be just consistent with that. So blah blah blah. <laughs> that was an excellent update. It was it was a long it was a long yeah. season. And I felt at times really discouraged because I had really I felt like done my best to be prepared for the season and I was in a position of faith that yes it was going to be hard but it was going to be um sort of like one and done we were going to have this surgery and then we were going to be home and this was the last surgery that he needs to sort of correct his heart defect and we were going to be okay um but we I just there was just so many curveballs and things that just felt really discouraging Mm -hmm. so the Lord was um, really present for me and just the challenge of, of changing my perspective. So so often these things, um, when you go in with a certain mindset and it's not the way you, it, go, it doesn't mm-hmm. go the way you think it should go or you want it to go, yep. then it's really easy to sort of take a dive, like emotionally just feel so overwhelmed and afraid and shut down. Um, but the Lord kept me from... Mm-hmm. At least from the depths right. <laughs> of that, um, and just changed my perspective to really um, look at the process more like a marathon mm-hmm. than a sprint. So at the point that we're recording this, we still have, I mean, potentially another three to six months of these injections. Mm-hmm. We have probably another procedure to go in and put a stint into that uh, right side of his pulmonary artery. Um, there's just a couple of like question marks where they have to wait for the blood clot to resolve to do uh, a heart cath or to do another CT to see what the next step is and mm. it's it's frustrating that we don't sort of know what's happening or, or yeah. what I don't know yeah. what the next step is or whatever so I'm trying to maintain my heart in the position of this is not a sprint I don't have to have yeah. this figured out and resolved yeah. and done but I need to keep on moving. Mm-hmm. I need to keep being present with the Lord and with myself and with my family. And um, mm. the Lord is just so kind. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I just also want to say thank you to all of you who have prayed, who have 
followed me on mm-hmm. social media and and spoken many encouraging words. Um, one thing about being in hospital, which is interesting, is that you don't realize you feel like your life is so hard, and you don't realize how many people are going through so many hard things. So and true. it's not about comparison. It's not like, gosh, yeah. their life is much harder than mine because oftentimes there are, but I was really able to sort of be grateful for so many things that I have mm-hmm. in this difficult situation that other people don't have, like little kids that don't have parents that can be with them. Yeah. Or um, I have my health. Yeah. Like I saw so many parents that were really themselves not well with special needs children that they have to lift, that they have to yeah. you know be much more manually involved with, have lots of in and out of hospital stays. And they're having to take care of themselves in a different way that I yeah. don't have to think about. Or people that we made some really good friends with a family, another little boy who had the same surgery as Hartman. And they have to travel like four hours to get to Children's Mercy. This wow. is the only place that can do at least the surgery. They have some other follow-up appointments in like a regional campus. But oh, we are so blessed that this incredible facility is like 20 minutes away from our house. Yeah. Um, so, yes, thank you, Jesus, for my boy and for mm-hmm. this season that you've brought us through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been quite a couple months. It has been. Yeah. How are you, Christiana? How is the child that grows within you? She's growing. <laughs> She's growing. She's growing. Yeah, I'm 34 weeks, so I have six weeks till my due date, and I usually go 41, so... I'm assuming early January, but mm-hmm. you never know. So, yep. I'm just, I'm tired all the time and I'm very heavy with my enormous weight gain. And so all my joints hurt and nothing is comfortable. And mm-hmm. I'm still nauseous and still on medication. And <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. I'm, I am blessed. I am. And I've thought that many times that uh, my blood pressure's fine. Great. Except when I walk around because I'm heavy, <laughs> you know, it's, there's no real issue, you know, yep. I'm healthy, she's mm-hmm. healthy as far as we know, yep. it's just hard, it's wearisome, yep. and I think that's something where it's that balance of have, holding that gratitude, like, I, no, I'm healthy, I mm-hmm. really am, but allowing yourself to to feel the, w- feel the weight, sorry. <laughs> The heaviness. I feel the weight. I Every time weight. I go upstairs. <laughs> Every time I stand up, I feel the weight. Um, <laughs> it's wearisome. Like right now for me, well, the whole last 33 weeks have been incredibly wearisome. And it's right. been hard. It's been difficult. And so acknowledging the season, like the gratitude in the season, that it could be, there could be so many more challenges that I could be facing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, acknowledging this is just, it's really hard. It is. Yeah. And having grace for yourself for your expectations to be appropriate mm-hmm. for what you're capable of, yeah. which for me is almost nothing. So just <laughs> acknowledging that and going, okay, this is where I am right now. So That's I am, I, it's that hard stretch where it's like, you're not counting days down. Yeah. <laughs> you're six weeks. It's a long yeah. seven. It's a long time. Um, but um, it's like the ends in sight, but it's not. Yeah. For me, this is one of the hardest moments. Mm, I agree. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, oh, my God, it will never get here. <laughs> Ever! She's going to be pregnant forever. With my math skills, I was calculating the other day how many days I've been pregnant. So, of course, I was trying to multiply 30, you know, 4 times 7. 
And somehow I was coming up with like 400 and something days. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. That's like more than a year. <laughs> well, it feels that way. <laughs> I think it probably is. You should just I, I'm just going to go 400 some days. That's how long I've been pregnant. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I'm all right. We've mm-hmm. got lots of things happening, of course, in business and marriage and children. And yeah. it's all just, it's it, it wears it wears me out. Mm-hmm. Everything is just tiring yeah so but we're all right good we're okay yeah yep nice yeah so we're gonna take a few minutes just to recap mm-hmm. what we've talked about yep. on this series so we had three delightful guests blakely page uh, megan adams and sarah miller all who bring great wisdom and um shared their stories i think really powerfully Yes. Um, So with Blakely, we were talking about food, the comfort around food Mm -hmm. and the process of taking care of ourselves and the emotional processes that there are around food. And she made this little comment like, well, she talked, we talked a lot about being connected with our own emotions, like being just aware of what's going on in our mind and in our heart and that it's really easy just to drown drown out what's going on with like brownies and Netflix. It's yes. the phrase that just stands out <laughs> of my head. Um, because there is there is a place for comfort. There is a place for doing things that, that make your heart happy and taking some downtime where you don't mm-hmm. have to think about the w- heavy things that you're carrying. Yep. But if you do that all the time, mm-hmm. that you're actually doing yourself a disservice. Yes. Um, so my main takeaway from that conversation and there were many I mean really golden things that she she brought up was that just the importance of staying connected to Mm -hmm. your own heart and being aware of what's what's going on what's brewing on the inside yes which is actually quite difficult it is and that's something that (coughs) going through very specific counseling in a recovery group and all the things I've been doing over the last couple months that I've, it took me a little while to finally notice, but there would be, and it's very natural to have ebb and flows when you're grieving specific things or Mm -hmm. whatever process you're going through, but where I would notice myself getting a little numb, kind of shutting down a little bit, and it was because something else would be rising up that really hurt, that I needed to stop and feel those feelings and process through and engage with the Lord and Mm -hmm. whoever with... And so the actual process of connecting to your own heart can um, be very challenging because there's a lot of stuff in there Mm -hmm. that is hard or that hurts or that it's easier to keep, to be able to function at the high level that we want to function at Mm -hmm. and not stop and go into those places where there's pain or where there's struggle. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it, it takes, it takes some courage. Yeah. So for me, I thought that sh- just the the message the Lord had given her about connection was so, so timely and so important. And in my own journey, so revelatory is I realized, wow, yeah. okay, yeah, I actually, I will purposefully not connect to my heart at times because something's happening there. That's mm-hmm. just difficult. It's yeah. a difficult thing that I need to do and I need to go through. And I thought, wow easier said than done yes so since that point now I've been able to if I start feeling a little numb I go oh, okay and I stop mm-hmm. 
and I make the choice. <laughs> and sometimes it takes me another day yeah. <laughs> to make sometimes the choice. Make choice but <laughs> yes, it, to stop and connect and do that process. Mm-hmm. But it's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, a very big part to recovery. Yeah, is even identifying yeah. that you need to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um. With Megan Adams' um, story and the process of her, the Lord leading her to the place where she was really able to forgive mm-hmm. and release something that had uh, been like a strong, a, a position of strength in her own heart yes. where she had some control mm-hmm. and she was able to process her own pain through this lens and the Lord... Um, so kindly like that was just the Mm -hmm. theme the way that she shared her story it wasn't like this one big demand it was this process this journey where the lord wooed her and loved her and brought her to a place to take this very powerful step Mm -hmm. um and the thing that just comes to mind in in hearing her story and then looking at some of those kind of hard places in my life just the hope that that brought that we can let Jesus do the heavy lifting yeah that as we are connected with him and as we're listening to him that he's not going to require us to do something that will break us yeah he will require us to do difficult things yeah. um but he is so kind in that process yeah yeah she mentioned a um, the Wesleyan Covenant Prayer. I'm just going to read it because it just talks about... Yeah, I'll just read it. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full let me be empty let me have all things let me have nothing i freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal and now glorious and blessed god father son and holy spirit you are mine and i am yours so be it and the covenant made on earth let it be ratified in heaven amen i love that prayer yeah just that opening of hands mm. and releasing um, that um, the authority yeah. over how you may want to walk out anything mm-hmm. in any aspect of your life. Just that openness. And I think being able to say it from that place of, it's a place of trust of, I know that you, whatever you ask me to do, will be for my life and my health. Yeah. Whether I'm brought low, whether I'm exalted, mm-hmm. whether I have all these things, whether I don't, yeah. that your leadership, your authority, you will always lead me into health and life on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I think when we have that experiential knowledge, um, we can pray that prayer each time with more confidence, mm-hmm. knowing that that act of surrender is always for our benefit, as difficult as the process may be. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way she talked about how the Lord kind of led her to pray this prayer mm-hmm. for a long time. And she said most of the time yes. it didn't feel very spiritual. Yeah. And she read it like, 
that would be cool. Like she wasn't yeah. even saying it with this powerful faith, but she yep. she was almost um, asserting her will to submit yep. to something that the Lord was leading her in. And I just think that's so powerful that there are oftentimes we need to do things that we don't feel in yeah. that moment. But as we submit to the Lord and as we agree yeah. with him, even in our weak, yes, our weak yeah. agreement, uh, that he is able to do so much, yes. so much honestly that we are not able to do. Yeah. In one of my blogs, talking about my last labor at home, which was by far my most peaceful, but on the backside of it, one of my processes of I felt like, well, I didn't do it because I was hitting that point of pain where I was no longer really emotionally present and engaged. Mm. And I had this expectation that I'm just going to be in it. Like I'll be in it. And I hit that point of pain where it's like, oh, you're just in this very primal place, you know? Right. And on the backside, I thought, Oh, well I failed. Like I really wanted to have this like connected mm. and, and the Lord just went, no, I, I do it. And it was that feeling of the heavy lifting. Right. He's like, you just, he, he said, you didn't make that birth happen. Like you were a hundred percent participating in every choice and you just kept saying yes with your teeth gritted, right. you know, <laughs> but you did it and yeah. your weakness. He's like, that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. That was it, you know? Um, and I blogged the other week about how deeply what Megan said impacted me about Jesus having the ownership of the garden, yeah. which I think plays into all of that mm-hmm. where we recognize his position and our position that he does the heavy lifting and that he's the one who has a plan, yeah. who's making decisions. Mm-hmm. And my role is to say, hey, what are you doing? And what am I supposed to do Yeah, <laughs> in light of who you are and what you're doing mm-hmm. as the one who tends the garden of my heart? Yeah. It was a big deal for me. Because I'm like, I should have a plan. I should be doing this stuff. Gotta get it done. Should, should, should. Mm-hmm. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. I expect so much for myself need to get my act together here and that's not how the lord sees it at all yeah Yeah. it's a game changer very cool Mm -hmm. and then our most recent podcast was with sarah miller and she is a professional counselor so she brings Mm -hmm. a lot of study a lot of research a lot of you know, understanding on a topic clinically mm-hmm. as well as her own life experience and her own journey yes. with discipleship. And um, I, th- I think the thing that came I came away with from that conversation, there was a lot of stuff about how we are raising families of origin and how we can arm our children mm-hmm. with skills and understanding of their own yep. emotional capacity that was just so valuable. But the thing that I that I felt right now that I need to be aware of and I want to I want you to be thinking about this in relation to Christmas Mm -hmm. because all the activities and all the expectation and all the social things where you you want to be your best and you want to have fun and you want to make it all work and there can just be a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. with that um was I want to work at becoming more aware of my own capacity Mm -hmm. and when something's coming up I went out to dinner with my husband last night and it was one of those great meals where I just sat there and cried for most of it. And it was like really <laughs> awkward. I mean, it was <laughs> awkward for us because we were processing some kind of heavy stuff, but it was like awkward for the whole restaurant, <laughs> I felt. Anyway, and I was talking about this one thing and I was like, you know, it's not a big deal. 
and then I like paused and I sat there silently f- I mean for a couple of minutes it mm. felt like a long time that I didn't say anything and then I had this real epiphany I mean I think it was revelation from Jesus and I clarified I said I feel like it should not be a big deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is a big deal mm-hmm. like I'm really upset about this yeah because the issue in and of itself in the big scheme of things really didn't matter but it hurt me you know, it, it hit on something in a really deep place. And I needed to be okay with the fact that I wasn't okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a real challenge for me. I think that's a challenge for a lot of us that have mm-hmm. very high expectations of ourselves. Um, and I talked about this in a blog a long time ago. I, I don't have a lot of grace for myself um, not being, like, really stable and strong mm-hmm. emotionally. Like, I feel like I should be easygoing and I should always be mm-hmm. easy to be around and happy and content. So if I'm really struggling, if I'm really frustrated or really upset, then I'm frustrated with myself that I'm frustrated mm-hmm. and upset. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a great deal of pressure to put on yourself. It is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Sarah's encouragement for us to, to sort of be aware of what's going on around us, even with things like, I'm not sleeping well. Yeah. What is going on? Like before it gets to the point of full-blown anxiety, we mm-hmm. can read some of those signals and just mm-hmm. to give ourselves some space. Um, it's just such sound wisdom mm-hmm. in tending the garden of our heart and caring for ourselves. Absolutely. I've, I do sort of daily check-ins with a friend where the whole point is, how are you feeling today? Where are you? What's going on? And it's really caused me to stop and go, huh, how am I feeling today? <laughs> what is going on? Just where am I at? Like if I summarize in five minutes and I share with someone who's safe and who's, the whole point is just to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is amazing the things that sometimes come out of my mouth. Or the way it'll start with, oh, you know what? I'm actually, I'm fine. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. <laughs> you know, like it's just... <laughs> to stop and pause and reflect and go okay well in light of actually these emotions I'm feeling or physically where I'm at Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen today can I can I handle it Mm -hmm. and not a pressure way of you should be able to handle it but how am I with my capacity today and these things I've committed to or these things that I'm expecting of myself Mm -hmm. can I really cook dinner I don't want to, yeah. you know, just stopping and, well, what do I need to do to readjust in light of where I'm at today mm-hmm. with this thing that's happening? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is something that becomes easier the more you do it. And yeah. I think it's very helpful to make space for it each day, mm-hmm. um, either journaling or with a friend. It's really helpful to verbalize it. Or even if you just say it out loud to Jesus. Yeah. But as we're approaching the holidays, thinking about it in light of that, <laughs> get into the practice mm-hmm. of that self-awareness and stopping, pausing yeah. to say, where am I today? What's happening? Mm-hmm. How am I? Yes, because it takes good. a little time. Mm-hmm. It takes a little time to get into the regular rhythm of it. It does. I have found. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah used an analogy of driving a car. Mm-hmm. When you first start doing it, you have to think about every little thing it's you're doing. So and you have to really be on and it's kind of stressful. But the more you do it, it becomes like second nature. Um, so the more we kind of are able to name our emotions or the more we're able to be aware of what's going on inside us and we can adjust our schedule or even adjust our mindset. Yep. Like 
look at the situation and be like, actually, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Um, as we build those habits, uh, it becomes easier and, and we become better at um, identifying what's going on and yeah. it doesn't take as long and it's not as complicated. I'm sure it's always going to be complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's something that we can do. Sometimes right now I feel like I can't even do this. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, but I, I am hopeful that I will get better at it. <laughs> yes. There's a great exercise in the one group recovery book I'm doing, but now I'm not going to remember it. But it's four little senses, and it's like, um, today I am feeling blank. When I feel these feelings, I have these thoughts, blank. Mm. When I have these thoughts, I want to, blank. And then I think the last two are like, today my choice is, today my prayer is. Mm. And it's just such a helpful way to sort of walk through that process of yeah. checking in mm -hmm. with yourself. Because sometimes I think we can go, okay, well, I feel, you know, maybe I feel upset or I'm feeling hurt or I'm feeling fine I'm feeling good or I'm feeling tired but what does that actually mean right. you know how does that how impact un unpack yeah, it a little just bit a the little implications bit. Mm -hmm. that's really awesome mm -hmm. it's really helpful because I don't think we always make the connections between well if I'm tired maybe I should alter this mm -hmm. that's happening this this day or maybe if I'm actually feeling really great what would be a good way to utilize this moment? <laughs> right. <laughs> really feeling great. Like, well, uh -huh. this momentum I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. How would this impact my day? Yeah. Kind of take it out a couple steps. Mm -hmm. In kindness to ourselves. Yeah. Yes. It's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about um, just on that same road of thought like what do we do with those emotions that we mm -hmm. identify and mm -hmm. how do we process them and I um I was just challenged about our prayer life mm -hmm. and Philippians 4 6 says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and I don't know about you, but sometimes I sit down to spend time with the Lord and I can't think of anything. Hmm. Like, there's nothing in my heart to process hmm. in that moment. But then like an hour later, I'm like really upset about something. And I was like, I just spent time with the Lord. I should. <laughs> I mean, that's another should right. that I put on myself. But I should be okay. I shouldn't be struggling with this now. But if I'm able to come into the presence of God, with the knowledge of this is what I'm struggling with, mm -hmm. or this is what I need, Lord, I need mm -hmm. your grace in this area, then the the ability to be grateful, like coming with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and my petition, my request to the Lord will be much more specific and much more fruitful. I feel like, um, like I relate with my children much better when I understand what they're asking for. Yeah. You know, what when they come to me and they're like all over the place and... I don't know how to empower them. I don't know yeah. what to give them to meet their need. But, um, and it's not that it's their fault. Obviously, the Lord knows before I even say, and he understands yeah. my needs. But for me to process those emotions and those areas of anxiety or those things that are coming up that I feel overwhelmed by or powerless yeah. to change, if I can articulate those with the Lord and process them in the place of prayer, um, 
I feel like that's the next step that's really going to bring change. I, <coughs> Christina, and I uh, Christina and I were talking earlier about a situation that was really difficult. Um, and I said, I was in the middle of this conversation and I had this like Kairos moment. I had this epiphany um, that so many of us, and myself included, feel like if we can just process enough mm-hmm. that we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. If we can just talk it through with enough people or read enough articles on it that we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But actually, um, the healing, the power, the f- the grace from the Lord comes in the presence of the Lord. It comes yeah. in that place of forgiveness. It comes in that yep. place of surrendering to the Lord. And I think we're, we're missing it yeah. if we stop at, hey, I've identified this feeling and I'm yep. processing this emotion that's great, and that's really important and necessary. But bring, let's bring the Lord into it. Let's yeah. bring those things to the Lord, um, and let Him bring healing, and let Him bring revelation, and yeah. let Him bring comfort. Yeah, absolutely. That's so it happens. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of obvious. Like, yeah. hey, pray about the crap that you're struggling with. <laughs> but I just don't think it can be overstated. It like can't. <laughs> and that it's a dialogue. You know, right. like the, the point is we come and we're able to share the depths of those things with him in order for him to respond. Right. You know, in order for him to do what only he can do. Because I, f- I figured out a lot of stuff in my life. <laughs> you right. know, I've processed through and actually understand, oh, I get it. Like, this is why this is happening inside of me. And I understand um, this dynamic between my me and my husband or whatever it is. But that does not bring healing. Right. You know, it brings so much clarity and revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't actually heal that pain yeah. for me. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't actually bring freedom in a lot of places. So engaging with him and it's kind of key (laughs) yeah (laughs) very key it's super key yeah i mean that's the relationship Mm -hmm. that's the incredible gift of the holy spirit yeah and the sacrifice that jesus made Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we can have that relationship with him you know yeah that's the point and i think we get yeah we just forget sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we do what his presence does Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that note, let's talk a little bit about Christmas. Christmas. And bringing his presence into Christmas. Because mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. That's my goal for this year. Um, I read a quote that says, I want Christmas. I want a Christmas that whispers Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's all sorts of like big pieces that are important reading the Bible Christmas stories about kids and like kind of overt things that are like yes this is Jesus is the reason for the season <laughs> um, <laughs> that can feel a bit I don't know can be a little religious yeah. you know what I mean as mm-hmm. opposed to we actually just last night in the car Tansy and I were talking she was talking about asking about Christmas and Without getting into like historical, no, Jesus wasn't born at this time of year. You know, yeah. why do we, you know, I, I just circumvented the whole thing and I said, you know what, honey, this is the time of year we stop and remember his birth and celebrate it. Mm-hmm. That's why we do what we do. Right. You know, and I felt that in my heart too of, uh, 
I want to just pause and have the the beauty of the Lord's gift to us permeate mm-hmm. the um, permeate our hearts and permeate what we do right. as we pause to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the idea of, of a whisper, the idea of stirring like curiosity and mm-hmm. and wonder, like we talk about the wonder of Christmas, which is kind of like children, like I'm wondering what I'm going to get for Christmas, <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I want that as well. I want that simple joy, that childlike mm-hmm. delight. Mm-hmm. Um, so one little activity that we will be doing we have started doing already um, is something that's called a minute to arrive. And I, I went to this little lunch and learn thing with my husband and it was about uh, like mindfulness. It was like breathing techniques and I can't even, I can't even remember how to explain it all. But um, (laughs) one thing that they talked about is a minute to arrive. So before you go into a big meeting or after you get out of something that was kind of Mm -hmm. emotionally or mentally taxing, Mm -hmm. that you would take just a minute Mm -hmm. and, you know, find a quiet kind of comfortable place, um, uncross your legs, sit comfortably and just take deep breaths for for one minute and kind of still your mind and become aware of like tension you might be feeling in your body and just listen to your breathing for a minute. So we've been doing this with our children before they go to bed. Bedtime is honestly my least favorite time (laughs) of the day. Like I get so like legit angry (laughs) trying to get, there's this whole timing thing. We've got five children in two (laughs) bedrooms. And so there's like the babies need to go to bed and one goes in our bed and one goes because they share a room. And then um, the other kids want to have time in their rooms with the light, like just with a lamp on before they go to sleep. And then there's the whole bed, teeth brushing process and then everybody wants to have a special talk (laughs) and then you know I think that they're all in bed and they all call out and come can you come pray for me I'm like oh gosh I don't want to pray for you (laughs) I just want you to go to bed (laughs) and it goes on and on and on and so mostly we do still put the babies neither of them are babies anymore but we put the two little ones down yes and then with the other three we we come into the lounge room and we do this little breathing thing. We get everybody sort of calm a little bit. And then we have a conversation about the Lord. And sometimes we read a thing or sometimes we talk about a thing. Sometimes we do like our highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And um, recently I listened to a podcast with John Lupnow. Mm-hmm. So that's Sung Shim's husband yes. who is phenomenal. Yep. And he talked about something they do with their kids where they do – they sh- their kids share what they're grateful for. And then they share, what do you think the Lord is grateful for about you today? Um, And I think that there's probably a prayer process around that. But it just shifts their mindset. And I felt like for myself, as well as for my children, that that would be just such a valuable Mm, uh, process, especially during this time of year. So whether it's been like a busy day or whether it's been a really fun day, we might have gone out and looked at Christmas lights Mm -hmm. or we might have been a Christmas concert at school or a party or whatever. We come home and before we go to bed, we like take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and we reflect on the day and reflect on the goodness of Jesus. So... um. That's just a little practice, whether you have children or not, I think would be just incredibly valuable. I wanted to share with you. And 
we are going to be doing like lighting a candle with that at Christmas time. Mm. So there's a there's a few really cool candle lit devotionals you can find out there. Um, I'm going to kind of modify a few and tweak them to find something that I like. <laughs> um, but just adding a s- slightly different dynamic, I think we'll, yeah. we'll shift it and make it memorable for this time of year. I love it. Yeah. It's excellent. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Very good. We'll have to give that a go. I always get a little nervous with fire, but... I love fire. I do too. Just <laughs> my children. <laughs> yes, I understand. What a wonderful interactive way to listen to the Lord. Mm. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So I think that's all we have for you today. Is there anything else? No. Nothing burning on my heart. <laughs> so. Let's continue to tend the garden of our heart and be intentional about identifying those processes, mm-hmm. the struggles and the joy, the things that are coming up and be really intentional about that and being intentional about bringing them mm-hmm. to Jesus and, yes. and opening that dialogue with him. Yeah. And um, let's bring that into this season where we, we want to stop and remember the wonderful gift, the intentionality of Jesus to pursue us, mm-hmm. um, of of God the Father to pursue us in sending his son. Bless you. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.